When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hawks lose 3-1 to the Minnesota Wild. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We've got the whole game to get to, and we will. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, you smash that like button for us. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page as well. If you're listening on the podcast apps, that's cool, too. We appreciate that as well. Make sure you are following or subscribed there. So, fellas, uh, for 40 minutes, this was probably one of the most boring games of the season. Um, That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Things picked up in the third. Lucas Reichel scored. The Hawks end up losing the game. And uh, I think most people probably feeling pretty satisfied with this one. Uh, a tank win for sure, and a pretty decent performance against a team, an opponent in Minnesota that is playing for something. Points mean something to them. So this wasn't just a, a team all locked up, just kind of mailing it in. Yeah. They competed and they played well. Yeah, I think this is this is a game that kind of quintessentially defines what a tank win is. The guys who you care about and want to... Ah, let me rephrase that. The guys that are future pieces of this team Mm -hmm. for the long term. They played well. They stood out. um, And you don't get any points in the standings. Like, that's that's basically at this point of the season what you're hoping for. You're hoping for guys like Lucas Reichel to have a good game. You're looking for guys like Seth Jones to continue the season that he's been having. Um, You want a decent showing from Wyatt Kaiser, and I think he did okay for the role that he's playing Mm -hmm. right now. Um, so yeah, and then and then you know they they make you sweat it out to the 59th minute of the game, <laughs> but uh, our our friend and yours Ryan Hartman uh, comes through for the tank win. Finally, paying dividends for the Blackhawks. Finally, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 fine. It's a loss. I know I know there's there's people that still shake their fists in the air and say I want this team to win, um, tank be damned and and all that. But look, like this is. This is the situation that the team's in, and this is the kind of result that you know you're looking for given the situation. So I have no problems with it. I think you know the the game from Reichel, which we're we're gonna talk about a lot tonight. Um, he played really well. Yeah. And and without uh, his buddy Philip Kurashev uh, on his line, like he he stood out, which was really good. Speaking of Lucas Reichel, we've got a poll going on the YouTube right now. How has Lucas Reichel performed this season? The options are below expectations, met expectations, or exceeded expectations. Make sure you vote, and we will update as the show goes on. And, Stephen, please remind me at the end of the show to update the poll because I'm very, very bad at that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah, just he played really well. And, um, you know, it's hard to say, like, was this his best game? I think we're every time he has a good game, we, we kind of get into that conversation. But what's nice about it is now there are a lot of options. 
as to which was Lucas Reichel's best game. And he is playing very solid. And this one, I, he seems like a dude that when he scores, it's a, he. there's like a different level. Like yeah. when he starts to play with confidence and starts dictating the play, he's a different guy. And I loved on that two-on-one with Athanasiu and him that he just shot the puck. Yes. Just shoot it. It's not selfish to take the shot. Well, the right. defender is defending to take the pass away. Yeah. That's the, that is the... On a two-on-one, the defenseman's job is to take the pass away and allow the goalie to focus on the shooter. So shooting is not selfish. It is the higher percentage play. And I, I hope that him and others get that through their mind as these young guys start to come up through the system. Yeah, yeah, it was a real good showing. Here, uh, Reichel's line, he had the goal. Uh, had a penalty in the game. Shame on you. Uh, two shots on goal. Two more shot attempts. Here are the two things that I like. Obviously the goal, but two takeaways and a block shot. So you're getting it in both mm-hmm. zones, yeah. which is great. Absolutely. Um, I would like to see him. Today would have been a perfect game to play him at center. Yeah, They've been playing him at essentially center for the last two seasons in Rockford. I don't necessarily think he's an NHL center. But what yeah. harm is it to use these last 11, 12 games to figure it out? Especially when you've got Kershev, who'd been playing center in that line, out. But and Andreas Anthony see you so he could lose all seven of the faceoffs, all eight of the face, all for eight at the faceoff dot. That's one for the document. I uh, good. <laughs> I could be over eight from the faceoff. Yeah, you could. You could. I, I have faith that you could do that. I could easily do that. Why not just play him at center for the, the next few games? What? Is it going to hurt? Yeah. Let him try it. He's played well as as a center in the AHL. I think he can handle it. I don't necessarily think that is his long-term projected p- position. Yeah. I think he, he'll be better at the wing, especially, maybe, you know, especially for this first couple of years. But where's the harm to just put him out there? Maybe tomorrow. Play him at center tomorrow. You try it at CU, wasn't great. Um I mean, even if they know for sure they don't project him as a center, he's still a better option than Athanasiu. Right. Yes. I can't remember like, the last time Athanasiu played center. Right. Like, it's, it's been, been a while. that position in the AHL for two seasons. Right. And he played a few games at center this year, too. Yeah. So, so. I, I, don't, I don't get that move right there. I mean, we haven't had a lot of things to criticize Luke Richardson over this year, but that's a questionable move there. Like, just what the hell difference does it make <laughs> at this point? Yeah, it, it can't make things worse. Maybe you see something where you go, okay, maybe we can play him at center, or maybe he does something. You go, yeah, no, you're a winger. It's decided. It's over. Yeah, right. Like, just yeah. well, you know what? The thing is, if he's asked, he'll tell you. That's that's what we like about Luke. It's like, well, you know, what's what I, is behind the decision to not play him at center? I look forward to possibly asking him that question before tomorrow's game. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be great. That'd be uh, really, really great. Probably another opportunity for him to do it because it appears Kurashev is going to miss some time. Yeah, arm yeah. in a sling did it. Uh, ben Pope. Pope said that his arm was in a sling. Yeah. I don't think you go from arm in a sling to playing He's in an NHL game. He's definitely not playing tomorrow. Yeah, so there's an opportunity for him uh, to... There's probably a good chance. Luke Richardson said today uh, uh, with John Weidman on WGN Radio um, that... Once he gets back to Chicago, he'll get evaluated by the team medical staff, and they'll have a better idea. At least we know with his arm in a sling, it's not 
a concussion that some people worried about. I didn't think it was on that play because you could tell he was like shaking his shaking arm his a little arm. bit after yeah. that hit. So, you know, if it's, it's hopefully it's minor, but if it shuts him down for the next few games or the rest of the season, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, and then just tell Lucas Reichel, you're a center for the rest of the year. Let This is your audition. Yeah. If you want to play center in the league, here's your 10-game window. Show us what you got and just tell them that's where you're playing. No matter what happens, you are our top-line center for the, the la- till, till the end of the season. And if it doesn't work out, you're not – you're not in a position where you're like, oh shoot, he can't play center. Now what are we going to do? Right, like because he's had success at wing, and and I think what we've talked about this season in his in his growth away from playing the game with the puck on his stick is his defensive responsibilities. And when you play center so much, like he has it at the AHL level, you're you focus way more on the defensive aspect of the game by playing that position. On the wing, you don't have as many responsibilities. So to even still see his game developing defensively while playing primarily wing mm-hmm. at the NHL level this year, like that's really encouraging. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it's, there is an opportunity for him to see if he can be an NHL center. And if, but if he's not, it's not, it's not doom and gloom. Do the opposite of what you did with Kirby doc. Don't shoehorn a player into a position if they're not that position. Right. If, if, if Reichel is better as a wing, let him be a wing and 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 move forward from there. Yeah, uh, there was a comment a few minutes ago from Bill saying uh, something along the lines of "It looks like at worst that Lucas Reichel is a, a second liner." Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, look, not every draft pick you make is going to be uh, a star player, but if Lucas Reichel is a, I don't know, fifty, sixty point guy in his career, I would I would call Maybe. that a win. Sure. If Lucas Reichel is on your second line, that means you have three forwards better than Lucas Reichel, and that means you got a pretty good team. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with that. If a, if a mid first round pick becomes a second line scoring option, that's good. First, that's round, totally that's fine. Good use of that pick. Yeah. We'll update the poll results right now. How has Lucas Reichel performed this season? Sixty seven percent say met expectations. Twenty three percent say exceeded expectations, and ten percent say below expectations. Feel free to share your thoughts on this in the chat. Curious to see what the people who say below, uh, why you would say that, and people that say he's exceeded, why they would say that. I think there's, I for me, I, I voted met it's about what I expected. Yeah. Um, neither answer is wrong. I'm just curious as to why you voted the way you did. So please do that. And another reminder to smash that like button for us. We would greatly appreciate that. But yeah, I just you know. I think for the last few years when we've seen Reichel, we've been missing that spark, those moments that, or those games here and there. Like I would say with him, like one in every third game we've seen from him, we're like, wow, he really looks good. Mm-hmm. Like not just, you know, because he scores or whatever, but he looks like a factor every time he's on the ice as he gets older and gets more experience and gets better line mates, quite frankly. Right. Those those now you'll see two out of three games where he looks really good. Then it'll be every game, and those bad games will be you know one in ten or whatever it will be. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the development. I will say, early this season, the first call up, I didn't want to say I was panicked, but I had a little bit of concerns because there wasn't much being seen there. Yeah, and from what we saw last year, wasn't too much yet either, and we hadn't seen the dominance in the preseason. But then that call-up where he scored in that call-up game and had, what, like four points in three games or whatever yeah. it was, I felt good about things since then, and this latest call-up has only affirmed that for me. 
Yeah, th- uh, this season there haven't been even the first game he played, and the and the circumstances around how he got to the team and and had to play basically on like a couple hours notice. Um, this season there hasn't been an, a performance from him where you th- where you come away with it from it thinking he's in over his head. Like I, I I haven't I haven't seen that at all from him this season in the NHL. Last season there were a few times where you're like, eh, not not a not a great performance, not a great effort. Um, but I think last season we didn't really see like the opportunities for growth all that much because it wasn't because when he was here, if I remember correctly, last season when he was here, he wasn't ever really put into a top position given given the main you know, main guy responsibilities because this still was a team that had Alex DeBrinket and Kirby Doc and Patrick Kane and so on and so forth. So now he has the opportunity to play top line option. It's his team right now, offensively. So I think when he's when he's put in that position, given that opportunity, uh, I think he's 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 grabbed hold of it uh, in a good manner. I would say met expectations, which is which is totally fine. He's still twenty years old. He's got a lot of, of growing that he can still do. Um, but it, And it's what he's done in the AHL, what he's done this year in, in the majority of his call-ups, make what he could do next year. Like, if he can meet or exceed expectations next year, you're going to have a really good player. Yeah, I, it was kind of a weird vote for me because heading into the season, I expected Lucas Rigel to be on this team the whole year. Yeah, I think we all did. And so... That expectation wasn't met, but that wasn't because of anything he did. Right. That's part of the Tankorama plan, and it's been working pretty good for both him and the Blackhawks because he has become more of a complete player. Somebody in the chat said center is a 200-foot game. He's showing us that he could play defense, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like, And it doesn't mean he's not being Patrice Bergeron. Right. No. no. It means just being responsible. Right. If you trust... Andreas Athanasiu to be that guy, for shit's sake, give <laughs> give Lucas Reichel a game or two there. Yeah, like come on. Yeah. So, I would met expectations because my expectations heading into the season were that by the end of the season we would know that Lucas Reichel is ready to be a productive NHL player, and I think it's fair to say that. We've reached that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Given the way he's played, that f- that first extended call-up of those three, four games, and then this call-up, he looks like an NHL player. You can – the debate is still out there on what kind of NHL. Superstar? Probably not. Very good player? That's probably where he fits yeah. in. You know, contributor, role player, I think he'll be better than that. But at least watching him, he is not – afraid of being in the NHL or he's not in over his head. He's mm-hmm. not, doesn't look lost out there. He's taking control of moments. He's being that play today. He took control of that play. Like we've seen him where he gets in that mode where it's like, he's taking over the game right now. Yeah. Those, those moments have been few and far between, but he's having those moments. We didn't see those moments at all last yeah. year, not here. So he's starting to realize that he can play in all three zones at the NHL level and having a coaching staff that's coaching him up and being confident in him helps. 
So I put met expectations because I wanted to know. My expectations were that we would have very few questions left about Lucas Reichel at the end of the season, and I think it's fair to say that's where we are. So if Reichel had been up with the NHL club all year and was producing at the pace that he has produced this season in his 16 games, he would be a 20-goal, 40-point player. And, and that would basically lead the team in both categories. And he would probably be getting some consideration for the Calder. No, because he's already passed his rookie. Does he, does he not meet the requirements for the Calder? The Calder is if you've played less than the requirements to burn your first year, I think. Is it? Okay. I think it is. Because there, have been, cause like there hasn't been guys who have like had like three games one year and uh, five games one year and then went in and had a, a full rookie season. Here it is. Like uh, a player cannot have played more than 25 games in any single preceding season, so nor he, in six or more games in each of any two preceding seasons in any major professional league. That doesn't make any, any major sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Then how did Artemi Panarin win it? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that part's no, right. No, so I, I think the, the, I think the first the right. first one's probably right. So he would have qualified this year because he had less than twenty five games, and had not played more than six, and so he won't qualify. Well, I guess, for yeah. It. So he, yeah, I'm just saying this year if he would have played, sure, yeah. the full season and had twenty you're, goals, you're right. He'd be you're in right. consideration. I'm not saying he would have won it. I, you know, there's been some pretty good rookies out there this year, but yeah, he'd but be, you'd be, you'd he'd, be, he'd be in that conversation. It. So that means he's not qualified for it next year. Then, no, he wouldn't be right because he's played more than six games this year, more than six games last year, right. And he'd be over if he plays the rest of the season. He'll be over that twenty-five game mark, I believe. Right. Uh, I got a super chat here from Jeff. It says would pa- would Patrick Sharp be a comparable player for Lucas Reichel to be on the trajectory of evolving into. Uh, maybe production-wise, but I think they're different kind of players. Yeah, they're different players. Sh- they had different kind of. Sharp was more of a. Uh, Sharp was a was a shooting was a shooter was first. More of a sniper. Yeah. yeah, where Reichel has that playmaking ability. Yeah, Reichel like, likes to pick up assists just as much as he likes to score. I feel like Reichel is more of a puck carrier. Yeah. Than Sharp, and he's I think he's faster than Sharp. Sharp was pretty fast though. But I, I would say sh- shot versus shot, Sharp has an advantage. Speed, and I think I think speed with the puck, Reichel has an advantage. Hands, I think Reichel has an advantage. Sharp is bigger. So I think maybe you could see similar production, but I, I don't know if the player comp is. Yeah. I keep going back to Tavo. That's, that's pretty that's, good. That's, I mean, that's really yeah. who I, who yeah. I see a, right a, now. A, a taller version of Tavo. And maybe not as strong defensively. Yeah. But at least at least right now in in where in where he's at and where he could go. That's that's what I see early. I'm trying to I'm trying to in my mind's eye plug Lucas Reichel now into the Dynasty Hawks and see like what his role would be. He'd probably be in the AHL. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But just for make pretend, (laughs) you know, I could see like third line. Yeah. You know, yeah. third, third line guy playing with yeah. with Versteeg and, yeah, and those be, guys. Yeah, be on a line with Chris Versteeg and Dave Bola, and that would be a fun line. That would be fun. It'd <laughs> be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I had a thought. It escaped. Move That's on. right. We got a lot of good chats. We had some positives and some negatives uh, on Reichel. I know we had one from No Roids uh, who said, there you go. I, he voted below expectations. If he's the Hawks' top prospect right now, I need to see a lot more from him to feel confident. He's not. He will be a great player. He's not their top prospect. He's probably third at this point. He's not anymore. Um, behind Korchinski, behind Nazar. Yeah. 
Um, I think that, and of course, whoever gets picked, <laughs> you know, yeah, whoever, whoever's their hey. their top top three pick. Speaking of Kevin Korchinski, speaking of Kevin oh, yeah, Korchinski, yeah, yeah. he had himself a, a a night last night four four points uh, for the Seattle Thunderbirds in a win, two goals, two assists. Uh, Nolan Allen also had an assist in that game. Colton Dock scored. He's back healthy for the Thunderbirds. Uh, so it's 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 great that those three. Uh, decided that last night was going to be a game where they all three were going to get onto the score sheet because we teased it a couple shows ago. It is confirmed now. Wednesday, the 29th, right here on this CHGO Blackhawks channel, all three of those players will be talking with us uh, as the Seattle Thunderbirds prepare for their WHL postseason. Uh, Korchinski, Doc, and Allen... We're going to be talking with those guys, chatting it up, seeing how their season has gone, talk about their paths to becoming teammates with the Thunderbirds. And, uh, yeah, it'll be, good. it'll be a good time. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to Just that. six guys well, talking about hockey. We didn't get to hockey. talk to any of them at Prospects Camp, right? We talked to uh, Nolan Allen. Oh, that's right, Nolan Allen we talked yeah. to. Yeah. And we, I, we did get a little chat. We got to talk a little bit to, not on the show, but a little bit to Colton Doc in the preseason yeah. uh, before he went back. But, yeah. But no, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be great, and uh, yeah, thanks Mario for setting that up. Yeah, nice work, my friend. It will be uh, it'll be fun. It'll be six dudes chatting about pucks. Yeah, and other stuff. Yeah, whatever we whatever we want to find out from those guys, those 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 youngins, they've uh, yeah they they they've they've put together a wagon of a team in Seattle. So it's it's gonna be fun to see what those guys do. Um, I I would be shocked if Seattle does not have a deep run in the WHL and uh, is not playing for the Memorial Cup later this spring. Before we take a break, let's get to some more of the comments about Reichel. I know we had one from Keith, I think, comparing him to uh, to Rutu. Uh, he says, the overhype on Reichel reminds me of Tuomo Rutu. Too much hype just because he's the first prospect in a long time. I don't know... I think the word hype is a huge exaggeration. I, I think that he is being talked about as a top 50 prospect, which he is in the eyes of most people around the league. Um, Tuomo Rutu is overhyped, and I don't even know if he, if he was overhyped because he was so injured, and it was freak injuries, like getting his calf caught up by the back of the net, knee injuries. Like These are things that are not like soft tissue things that injury-prone players go through. Yeah. He had a lot of freak major major injuries that certainly derailed his career a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think i don't think reichel's overhyped at all i, I think uh, it's just no. you know he is like really the only guy who is pretty much a guaranteed nhl at this point outside of korchinski nazar maybe renzel and some others but um he's the closest one that's why we focus on him the most yeah uh, going into next season looking at the roster there's pretty much two guys that you can right down right now that will be NHLers out of the prospect quote unquote prospect group and it's 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 Reichel and Kurashev. And I I would say Reichel's upside is probably higher than Kurashev's. I think the yeah, I, I think most people who are who are observing him in the you know prospect analyst community, um and, and people outside of people higher than that, it just People around the NHL are seeing his skill set and say, like, this this kid's gonna be gonna be a productive NHL player. We're not saying Lucas Reichel is going to be the 
this top player for the Blackhawks for the next 15 years. But we're saying he's, he has the potential and skill set and is on the right path to being a pretty darn good player. Yeah. And there, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with a guy topping out as like a career second line scoring option, like we, like we said before. I don't think that's overhyping anybody. If we were saying Lucas Reichel is going to be the number one center for the next decade, I think that would be a bit of a, an overhype. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's any overhype. I just think it was excitement because this was the first prospect at forward we've had in years that we can be like, hey, this guy might actually play for this team. We were just excited we had a guy that could be a contributing member of this Mm -hmm. team at forward. Like, when was the last prospect at forward we were all like, this can be kind of fun outside of Kirby Doc? Debrinket. Debrinket, right. But, like, there hasn't been many. No, no, there hasn't so been many. I think it that's was what it was that basically was. like Taze and Kane came in. Right. And then that was like the standard set for, for forward prospects. And which expectations, is, which, which is, is unfair. Qu- yeah, right. which is yeah. quite the lofty expectations and, and standard to set. No Royds talks about he hasn't heard about Reichel like Nyes, Beniers, and McTavish. Well, okay, Matthew Nyes is hyped because he plays, he's a pro- Maple Leaf prospect. Everybody's drafted by the Maple Leafs as an effing god up there until they're not. So that's why. And then Berniers and McTavish were top five picks. Top five picks on teams that needed them immediately. Right. So And Reichel, Reichel was 17th overall. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. I mean, you, it's, th- th- <laughs> it's th- the th- same. Th- yeah. Nyes is in, in, the, in the hype machine of Toronto. And is probably a wee bit overrated just for the fact that he's a Toronto prospect. He's good. He's a good player. He's a good player. I wish the Blackhawks had him in their system. Like, they're going to trade him for Eric Gustafson at the deadline sure. down the road. But why not? Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, that those are the reasons why. I mean, Reichel wasn't a top five pick. He got drafted, you know, in by the Blackhawks during their downturn, mid, literally mid-first round. Yep. So they're not going to have the hype for a guy like that. That you would for a guy drafted third or fourth overall or playing, you know, good hockey as a prospect in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I think the visibility about around his, the visibility of his career path hasn't been the same as McTavish, who played in uh, the, the, the OHL yeah. and was a world jun- like a captain of Team Canada at the World Juniors. Yep. Beneers was at Mi- it was goal. at Michigan. Yeah, same you know same. Big, set big up with that, with Team USA, yeah. uh, and forget the other guy. Oh, Nice, who's again doing the same play, like playing at Minnesota, the number one team in the country. Right. Like, there's a lot of visibility around those guys. Whereas Reichel, post draft, was playing in Germany. Like, yeah, I don't know how many people watch the playing the, uh, the, the Deutsche League, but uh, you know the the Berlin Ice Baron. I actually have a Berlin Ice Baron uh, T-shirt. Nice. My sister went to uh, Berlin. God got to be close to a decade ago and brought me went to a game and brought me a shirt nice I'll, maybe i'll bust it out i like that Wear ice baron is what they call Somebody a polar bear that's pretty cool yeah. oh nice yeah. <laughs> that's the ice i got oh you know what i didn't even put those yeah, two together no, yeah. not, it's not because it's, it's a pole it's a polar bear logo yeah yeah learn something new well speaking go. of junior hockey we do have some news to get to uh from today um but why don't you all sell me a banana hammock first sure i could do that 
<laughs> you want this banana hammock? <laughs> you, would you, here, have this banana hammock. Thank you. <laughs> Sold. Gently used. Which, <laughs> gently place your little, banana in this little, hammock. <laughs> little damp. Well, Chicago, you already have the best coverage for your favorite teams. That's us. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has got you covered from the United Center to your front room, north or south side. They have hoodies. Hopefully you won't need the hoodies too much longer. Slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like our favorite prospect, Lucas Reichel, from the leader in uh, sports, merch, and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life? FOCO's got you covered. They've got hoodies that will fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Hopefully they will have... Some nice tank tops for when it's suns out, guns out time oh, yeah. here soon, sooner rather than later. So check out FOCO, F-O-C-O dot com or click on the link in the podcast description and you can save 10% on all non-presale items by using the promo code C-H-D-C-H-G-O. <laughs> C-H-G-O. Uh, we, we also have that QR, that QR code on the, on the screen there. That's D cool. slipped in there. It's too much of that banana hammock. What now? Oh, hey. I'm going to see if the QR code works. Ooh. Do it. Does it work? Oh. Life product testing Ooh. on here. Bananahammock.org. <laughs> nice. Yes, it does work. Right to the Bears page. Beautiful. They had some Bears shoes, some mugs, a Bears American flag. Of course. Why not? Why not? Bears. A gnome. A Staley is a, lep- a leprechaun, and a Mike Singletary bobblehead, my friends. These are Perfect. the things I'm seeing. Does it have a football on his butt? Uh, it does, actually. <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, when you're uh, getting the best deals on your sports merchandise and saving some money there, you can go over to Game Time and use that money you saved to get yourself some tickets. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever Scored the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and various shows. Anything that you want a ticket to, Game Time can make sure that you are going to get it. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like at the 50-yard line or courtside? Sitting behind home plate, maybe floor seats at a concert? It is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. Just six more Home games for the Blackhawks this year. You're not going to find a better deal on uh, those final six games for the Blackhawks than on Game Time, uh, created by the fans, for the fans, and Game Time guarantees that you are going to get the lowest price possible. So if you are perusing the internet for a different ticketing site and you happen to stumble across a better price, you can bring it to Game Time and they will match that price. That is how much they care about making sure that you are getting the best deal through them. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. When you do that, you're going to be joining over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. All right, before we move on to the news of the day, let's update the poll. How has Lucas Reichel performed this season? 66%, oh, just jumped, 67% say met expectations, 21% say exceeded, and 12% say below. Keep voting, and we will update yeah. you at the end of the show. So majority is good to great. Yeah. And before we move on to the news of the day, why don't we do our uh, four stars of the game? Oh, yeah, the game. Oh, yeah, we did that. The number three star of the game, a guy who I used to think was a pudwack, but now I kind of like, <laughs> Ryan Reeves. 
funny what happens when you take that blue sweater off. He had a goal, eight minutes and 11 seconds of ice time, a shot, a hit, completely undressed <laughs> poor white Kaiser. Uh, eh. But, uh, but uh, look, that's a, that, that's illegal, a matchup. But whatever. That's a matchup. That's a bad matchup. Yeah. Uh, number two star, wild goalie, Philip Gustafson, stopped 24 of 25 Blackhawk shots. And your number one star of the game with the game-winning goal, your friend and mine, Ryan Hartman, one goal, four shots, five more shot attempts, a hit, uh, 50% on his draws. Now, Ryan Hartman is a good example of, I don't want to say typical prospect development. He was maybe a little slower than usual, but Ryan Hartman was a good prospect that people thought very highly of, yeah. and it took him until the last two or three years and a trade to really find his stride in Minnesota. So Multiple. opportunity <laughs> makes things happen, of course. But Multiple teams. Yeah. yeah. But Ryan Hartman, uh, good game for him. Number one star. My four star, until that play happened, was going to be Connor Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. things didn't go so well for good old number five on that play. So I adjusted my four star to Seth Jones. No points. Minus one, but played 24-13 in this game. Uh, had a shot. Two more shot attempts and a block shot. But as Patrick Sharp said on the broadcast, he just did basically every little thing correctly. Mm -hmm. Winning board battles, getting the puck out of the zone, putting pucks on the tape. Just a solid game that maybe doesn't show up on the stat sheet so much. Uh, but I was really impressed with Seth Jones' game. And he's been uh, solid lately. Really, really good. I'm looking at the old blue lines here. Uh, Lucas Reichel, by the way, was yeah. your highest rated Blackhawk. And yes, then you got to go way, he way did, down. He did very well. Seth Jones yeah. was right around the middle. Right in the middle. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. There's yeah. my four star. Not not a bad game from him. I hope I hope people are starting to come around on Seth Jones because it's not this, as much of the hate as you. It yeah, because this season, uh, he is he has done, he has improved, which is good. Yeah, and improved from last year. Right, and I, every time you know last year or even for the first month or so of this season, anytime we'd mention him, the chat would blow up about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think I think people who actually watch the games kind of now have that level of appreciation or respect yeah. for what he does out there, especially on a team like this. It's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, my fourth star of the game is going to go to Jujar Kara. Uh, no points today, no shots on goals. Uh, but here's why uh, he is getting my vote. For a team that had to uh, play Andreas Anthony's CU at center, <laughs> They won only 40% of their face-offs today. But the biggest reason they won that many is because Jujar Kara won 10 of his 14 face-offs for 71%. Pretty good. Next on the team was Jason Dickinson at 40%. Then you had Reese Johnson at 29%, Tyler Johnson at 33%, and Andreas Athanasi, you and I finished tied at 0%. <laughs> Thing was, he took eight more face-offs yeah. than I did. Him and the three of us, too. <laughs> yes, so I'm going to go with Jujar Kara just for being the lone guy in the uh, on the lineup that was rock solid winning faceoffs, and that's a I, I know some people might think it's kind of a you know a little overrated stat. Uh, to me, faceoffs are so important. I think it's an overlooked stat. You, yeah. it, you know, in a, in a game where puck possession is key, what's the easiest way to get puck possession? Win, win the, the face-off. Face win the face-off, get it right away. They won 40% of their face-offs. They lost 3-1. to one. I don't think those stats, you know, are coincidences. Well, yes. Starting starting possession, uh, starting with possession is always good. 
it's the best way to start a start a play. Yep. It's what you do when you have the possession. Because for a long time this season, the Blackhawks were the best team at the faceoff dot behind Jonathan Taze and Max Domi, you know, both in the top five in the league. But they were trash. It's what you do with the puck. Right. It still matters to win the puck and start the play with the puck is better than not. But you gotta you gotta do something with it. Right, right. And and but you increase your chances of actually doing something with the puck when you have the puck. Exactly. And no. a better roster. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right. they would win the face off, get the puck, and most Turn of the time over. give it right to the other team anyway. Yeah. But at least the face off stats look good. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, Quentin says I hate when people say face offs don't matter. It's all the modern NHL is is possession. So yeah, that's I mean, that's the game, right? Exactly. That's what everyone's measuring. Is possession. Yep. All right. The news yeah. of the hold day. On, hold on. Hold oh, on. oh, what? I still what? got a third, fourth stop. Oh, shit. I'm hey, sorry. Come on. Man. These things are important. No, you're excited right. about I'm excited about this guy. <laughs> Another Polak. <laughs> I can say that because I am one. <laughs> uh, my fourth star of the night went to the man in the net, Alex Stalock. Feel bad for him. He had a really good game. He's been great all year. Uh, on and off the ice. Uh, we were going through his stats through his, through his career because he had spent some. Uh, Significant time in his career playing for the Wild, and he has been. I know we coming into this season after he joined the team, and and we were talking about the tank and everything, and you know we were saying, oh, you know, you play Staylock in those tank games when you need to lose to like the Coyotes and stuff. But zooming out, like he has been a totally fine, above average goalie his entire career, mostly a backup, but yep. he has put up great numbers uh, for for being in that position. Uh, pretty good game tonight. 22 saves on 24 shots faced. Um, I feel bad for him that they had to lose, but uh, they had to lose. So, but he had a he had a good effort. So I, I give him the uh, the fourth star. He's fun to watch, and I wonder it, if it it's would an be, experience. I wonder if it would be as fun if I was worried about points. Right. Um, but man, he's just confident out of his crease, handling the puck, making some nice crisp passes. Almost got a penalty today, but it went off a. Eh. A wild player, but yeah, he's he's entertaining. Seems like a great dude, and uh, another guy I wouldn't mind having back next year. That's for damn sure. If if he wanted to, I mean, yeah. there might be a team with a better roster next year that might say, "Hey, you want to give it one more go?" Yeah, we'll see what he wants to do. Why not? He's when he's in there, when he's healthy, he plays well. That's all you can do. Yep. All right, can I get to the news now? No, you can't. Yes, no, thank you. All right, so at 10 a.m. on the dot today. The Blackhawks announced that the team had agreed to terms with forward Paul Ludwinski on a three-year entry-level contract that runs through the 2025-26 season, a $931,666.67 cap hit. For those of you keeping track at home, just go to Cap Friendly. It's easier. Um, but there you go. There's the cap hit, uh, and he will start. Uh, well, he'll, he's going to go back to junior next year. But yeah, um, another prospect locked up. Yeah, it's 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 good. You know, he's uh, he's a guy that is one of the few that are not actually not going to be playing in the junior uh, in their junior league playoffs this year for the Blackhawks system. Um, but you know, he's he's battled through some injuries, but he's a he's a he's a good player. He's uh, reminds me a lot of the he's kind of in the mold of that like Sam Lafferty style of player where he's 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 not the most skilled guy, but he's definitely a high energy player. Um, plays a lot of speed. Uh, which which is which is good to have, and after he plays with Kingston in the OHL, after they traded Shane Wright, uh, Ludwinski was named captain of uh, the Kingston Frontenacs. So he's got uh, he's got some respect uh, amongst his peers, which is great to see. Um, a lot of guys 
that Kyle Davidson has brought in uh, over the over that draft class, um, and a lot of guys in the prospect system right now are fitting that mold of you know seemingly fitting that mold of of good character player. Um, a lot of guys that are in leadership positions with their junior teams, uh, which is great to see. And yeah, I I I, I like the. I like the move too because it's like okay, we we see you as a part of this group moving forward. You get him, you get him on the books now, and it's very likely that he won't even be in the NHL for another two years. Yeah. So that runs through twenty five, twenty six. Might not even be twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. It might it might be twenty six, twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty eight. Like it's yeah. gonna be it, it. So as we've had this discussion before about. You know, staggering all these all these second contracts that you might may have to worry about. Um, I think it's a good move. So I'll be interesting to see what uh, where he goes from here. But yeah, he'll be going back to junior. I don't think we have to worry about uh, worry about him pushing for a roster spot next season or anything like that. But season after, hey, I'm 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 all for it. There you go. I like Alan's idea. Future show idea: draft three teams made up entirely of players with the last names that end in ski. Do this next. Pulaski Day. I'm down with that. You just miss Pulaski Day, too. Ziggy Pelski. Sure. Connor McDavidski. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, that's, does, that's now, does it have to be SKI? I think SKY. There's, there's we more, can do SKYs. SKYs in the league. Those okay. Because I was going to say, Bur- say Bobrovsky. Brian Rafelski was an SKI. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Vasilevsky? Huh? Uh-huh. Uh, well, he's a, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a KIY no, at he's the Polish. end. We're Vasilevsky? We're reclaiming him. Okay. Sure. It's like the racial it's draft the, on Chappelle's okay, show. Sure. sure. <laughs> we have the Polish delegation <laughs> selects Andre Vasilevsky <laughs> to tend the pipes. There you go. I uh, got a comment here from Quentin says, I don't understand why Kyle Davidson loves Ludwinski so much when Aiden Thompson, college player, Gavin Hayes, and Ryan Green, college player, are performing way better. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive. I think he likes all these guys very, very much. Right. I don't think the fact that this contract was signed first – indicates any sort of favoritism towards Ludwinski. College players, as soon as they sign a contract, play cannot play college anymore. Correct. So if, you, if you're if you investing another year or two of development in those players, um, you can't do it with them on NHL entry-level deals, even though, if, even though Ludwinski wouldn't be playing in the NHL. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to do it now for him, because his season's basically over, Gavin Hayes is going to the playoffs in the right. OHL. It's just, it so doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's, it doesn't. They're not playing this year, so it's like yeah, just get it, it we're done not. When you can any time you sign a uh, your entry level contract for these junior guys doesn't mean like oh that means they're now going to play in a professional league. That's that, that's not the case. Um, you can be under contract and play uh, in 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 the CHL. Um, you can't in college. So there's. There's a, there's a difference there. Yeah, I think it's more of just, you know, showing a guy that, hey, we really like where you're at. We're going to reward you for yeah. a good G. He had a tough season with dealing with some injuries, but when he was playing, he was very effective. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like, hey, you know, you're part of the pro. It, it's, it's nice to know, you know, that your future boss has confidence Likes in what you you're doing. and, and mm-hmm. wants you to be around. So, you know, the Gavin Hayes, maybe that comes this summer after his play, or maybe they wait till next year. Like, I, there's no rush. You have their draft rights for th- three years before you have to make right. a decision. So, so you know, they, they'll, they'll, I'm sure Gavin Hayes will get his at some point. Oh, I'm sure. They, 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 he's been a tremendous pick. Mm. 
He's been really good. He's been great. So, I mean, to get him, that was third round, right, Gavin Hayes? He was the uh, he was third the round pick in the, in, the doc, yeah. in the doc trade. Oh, the doc trade. Yes, yes the doc trade. So yes. the doc trade landed Gavin Hayes and Frank, Kevin Korchinski. Or uh, Frank, Frank Nazar. Nazar, yeah. So, yeah. Pretty good. So far, so good. Um, yes, it definitely looks like they're going to get something out of that. But Ludwinski was the other pick in the Debrinket trade. In the Debrinket trade from this year. They right. also have a third round this year right. in 2020 or no, uh 2024. So, so yeah, there's no uh crossed up here. Yeah, I don't think Lewinsky getting signed today means that that's Davidson's favorite. Yeah, it's not like ranked in order of just it is his season's over. Give him a little reward. Give him a little confidence boost heading into the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that motivates him a little more. He can't play in the AHL next year because of his age. He's just 18. He'll be 19. Uh, next month. Yeah, so he'll be 19. So he won't be. So and either, I, unless he just unbelievable. <laughs> unless he literally is Sam Lafferty next season. <laughs> which Yeah, he you know, be. he'd have to be Max Domi next season to make yeah. it. Like, he's going to go back to juniors. And then we'll 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 see him. You know, I'm sure we'll see him at camp if he's healthy and prospects camp, training camp. Yeah, get a little preseason sure. action, and then we'll we'll take it from there. So I think it was Nathan uh, a couple of questions ago asked about the. Uh, there you go. Speaking of cap friendly, Nathan says he'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on the guys on the guy that left cap friendly for the Hawks front office and how if you think he has affected the way the Hawks do business. That is Don, uh, Dominic Zrim. He, he is no longer with the Hawks. Left the team. Uh, he left the team in. February, uh, shortly after the town hall meeting. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it was connected. We but don't, but it's the timing, interesting timing. There's timing. Uh, Dominic's comment was, I left amicably and enjoyed being there. Uh, he did sign on with the San Jose Sharks in October. He joined uh, Mike Greer's uh, crew. Yeah. So he is with the Sharks now. He is their director of salary cap management and collective bargaining agreement and it cuts off, and I'm not paying for a Mercury News <laughs> subscription to read the rest. You get the idea. He's with the Sharks. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, I I, it's, I don't I, – I can be honest in saying I don't know enough of what his position would have directly had impact over when he was with the Blackhawks, but it was for such a short time. So I, I, I really don't know. But, hey, good for him. Like, he is not the only person that has gone through – that kind of path wasn't Kyle Dubas something like that, or am I imagining that? Wasn't he like uh, out of the? I I can't analytics blog sphere. Maybe I'm wrong. Might, might have been, might have been. But yeah, there there have been a number of a number of uh, people who have come through the. You know, I created this website to track you know contracts and all and um, you know CBA information and all that. And then it's just like, I'm shutting down the website because I've joined the Carolina Hurricanes. Like that's like yeah. that has happened a number of times in, in, in hockey and in other, you know, other sports, baseball, it's happened a bunch too. So, you know, good for him. I, there's, there's definitely a lot of uh, people that have made big impacts for their teams. And, and I, I look at Carolina, a guy that was in the general manager conversations, right. uh, Eric Tolsky, like mm-hmm. he, he is – very much in that kind of uh, uh, that that sort of mold, and I think Jeff Greenberg is pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, kind of supposed to have that kind of role o- oversight in in what he's doing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Dubis was an agent. I knew he had like kind of a different start. Um, I don't know who I'm thinking of, so never mind me. Um, all right, is it time for our DraftKings King of the Game? Sure, it can be. 
Let's do it. It's your show. Let's do it. Oh, it's my show now? <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, he had a goal, two shots on goal, a block shot, 17.58 of ice time. He is your king of the game, Lucas Reichel. I think you all knew that was coming. King Lucas. He was the topic of the first half of our show, and uh, we love him, and we hope he's great. And signs are good that he's going to be a really, really solid NHL player. And reminder that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. They've got the NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlays. Major League Baseball starts in six days. Get those preseason wagers in right now. Home run leader, Cy Young winner, MVP, Otani. World Series champion. <laughs> All of them. All of them, Otani. <laughs> All of it. Do it. Get them in. Get those uh, bets in. It is so much fun. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code CHGO. It is now time as well for the DraftKings Pick of the Week. Pick and I'm going to keep it week. simple today. Uh, I like tomorrow. I want to make sure the, uh, the numbers haven't changed so I don't mislead anybody. So give me a second. Tomorrow the is Sunday. Coyotes are hosting the Avalanche. They are plus 260 on the money line. Plus 260 for the Coyotes to win. Very simple bet. Not overly complicated. A $5 wager wins you $18 plus 260. I like it. That's my pick of the week. I won last week, so jump in. A battle of all city. There you go. Phoenix, sorry, Arizona, plus 260 <laughs> on the money line to flat out beat the Colorado Avalanche. I like it. Nice. All right. We are, we've gotten to that time of the show, everybody. We okay. are about uh, time for the tank standings. Uh, we got 49 likes. Oof. Do we have one banked? No, we used them all last time. Yeah, yeah I we think did. we used them we, all last time. We used time. them all. It was very depressing. All right. Very easy. We got 49 <laughs> likes. We've got, uh, yeah, we got 100 people watching. Let's get to 55. That should be very, Let's very to easy 55. to do. In the meantime, I'll update the poll. How has Lucas Reichel performed this season? 65% say met expectations. 22% say exceeded. 13% say below. Vote on that. Smash that like button as we wait for the likes to come in. Who are we going to use on the uh, for this tankathon today? What are we going to use? How, which yeah, one did you guys use last use? show? We, we used we've been using we've been using well. tankathon, so maybe we need to go to prospect. Let's watcher. go prospect. Watcher yeah, let's let's shot. try them out. Right. Let's try them out. In the meantime, we'll update the tank standings too. We also got to tell you about uh, great ways to save yourself some money. I was just thinking about this. We were just yeah. talking about it earlier. We, we yeah, were we just were. talking about how to save money. Yes. Lots, right. lots of ways to save money. Uh, there's a great way to save money, and that is by uh, signing up for the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program uh, to help you save money and energy, being more efficient in your life, mm. uh, just like the Blackhawks want to be. Efficient. Next year. Next year. Starting next year. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array, array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. I definitely should do that. I got some old light bulbs in my house. I mean, look at the LEDs in here. My shirt is glowing. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. 
It's the bluest yeah. shirt ever. Yeah, definitely need to uh, <laughs> upgrade the lighting there. Uh, you can learn more about network lighting and how to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor and outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making the projects even more cost-effective than before. So visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy. All right, let's update the tank standings. All right, the Hawks with 54 points are third in the tank standings. San Jose now on top with 53 points in 73 games. They lost. They had a 3-2 lead, and they lost in Calgary today. Columbus, who is currently trailing Montreal 4-2 about halfway through the second period. They've got 53 points in 71 games. The Hawks, though, right there with 54 points in 72 games. Anaheim and Montreal uh, bringing up the rear there, and Montreal sixty-two points. They're 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 you know, and Arizona is not even a thought really anymore on the tank standings. No, they've screwed themselves. Yeah, that that's over. So it's really down to the Sharks, Blue Jackets, and Blackhawks for that number one spot. It seems, and uh, you got to like their odds. The Hawks are only one point out of the top I, spot. I would like to take full credit for the two game back. You should. Yeah, you definitely Blue should. Jackets. I lit the fire under. The ass jackets ass, and under, they have uh, <laughs> under their Columbus, under their Columbuses, and uh, they won two in a row. And I'm not counting them out tonight because they came back the last game. And as we just see on our tank standings, Montreal sucks too. So anything can happen. Yeah, we're really gonna not get to our uh, 60 likes here. Is that what's gonna happen? I thought you said 55. You did say 55. Oh, I want 60 now. I oh, we want 60. We 60 sh- for a second spin. We move the goalposts. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it. We'll do we'll do three spins if we hit sixty. That should be All easy. All right, we should be let's able to do, do that. All right, let's give it the first spin here. This is uh, Prospect Watcher, right? That's the website. Prospect right. Watcher. Let's hope they do better than is this. Uh, Tank this is all up to date. This is all up to date. Yep. Yep. Perfect. All right, fire it up. Crank the wheel. San Jose, uh, Chicago, right, Columbus. Up one. That's that's right. not terrible. Okay. You know what I like about Tank? Uh, what is it? Prospect Watcher. Prospect Watcher. <laughs> they always have Mitchkov third, like in the yeah. thing. I, does I, does Tankathon have him fourth? I don't think they have. They don't usually have names in there, do they? There, we did it the other night with Kevin. They had the names. Oh on yeah, there. that's right. I they think there's it. two tabs in on Tankathon okay. in which you can do the spins. One has the their prospect rankings. One doesn't. We'll It'd do the same thing. Time. We just blew past the light goal too. Good, we're gonna oh, get blue past. Now we got three extra spins. All right, two spins here. Right, two or three. We got four. We got three more. We got sixty-five. We're gonna do three more. Three more spins. Every five, we had one. We'll be here all night. Let's do it. Please don't, says Steven. Anaheim, Washington, San Jose, Chicago. No, we won't be doing that. Get out of here, Washington. You're not invited to this party. Yeah, get bent. Let's see. Washington again gets Bedard. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Back to back spins. They go Fantilli. And Philly gets Fantilli. No. That's not going to happen. Boy, NBC Sportsnet, if that was still a thing, uh, well, (laughs) it is. But uh, they would have loved that that outcome. Those are the two only teams to play on NBC Sportsnet. Caps and Flyers. All right. And the Blackhawks. Yeah, they were good. We got, what, two more? Two more. Two more. All right. Come on. All right, ah. back to number two. San Jose, right, Chicago, right. Columbus. We just had this result. Yeah. All right, come on. All right, one more. Let's go. Come on. Number one. It hasn't been awful, but it hasn't Please. been great either. Ugh. Oof, that's bad. Montreal, Columbus, San Jose, mm-hmm. Chicago. 
All right. Well, I don't like that. Two Adam Fantillis and a Leo Carlson. Well, you know, you can't That's win a them all. Line. Sure. Yeah, that'd be a great line. <laughs> yeah. You can't win them all. Get Adam and the other Fantilli, Adam and Luca, and then throw uh, Carlson in there. Yeah. I'll roll Let's with go. that. Sure. That'll work. That'll work for sure. All right. Should we update the poll one more time before yeah. uh, before we wrap things up? Final results. Has Lucas Reichel, how has Lucas Reichel performed this season? 64% of you say uh, met, 23% say exceeded, 13% say below. Reminder, Wednesday, special guests. Yes, Wednesday, special guests. 2.30. Uh, well, 3 o'clock, technically. All but, right. Uh, Shows at 2.30. Yeah, they'll, the show will be at 2.30. We will be here. Uh, and then, yeah, midway through the show, uh, the trio of Blackhawks prospects that uh, that are playing with the Seattle Thunderbirds will be joining us as well. That is Kevin Korchinski, Colton Dock, and Nolan Allen. Should be a fun time. Um this I, this is the first time. I like it. This is the this I is on the graphic of any faster than that. This is on the fly producing. If I was running the show, this is how it would look. Once again, Good effort though. I appreciate the hustle. Once again, I'm snubbed out of this. <laughs> Your head's up um, there. No, it'll uh, the setup will look better than this uh, for the interview, but um, but yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fine. This first time that I think. At least for us, the first time that we've had multiple guests at one time. That should be um, exciting and, yeah, and terrifying. Exciting yeah, is, is one to way to describe it. Three of hanging out in front of a lone laptop in the Seattle Thunderbirds <laughs> office. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be good, though. No, I'm fun. looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, what else you want to talk about? Except That's it. What's happening in the future? Mm-hmm. Not now. Mm-hmm. And those guys are probably definitely part of the future. Sooner rather than later. You know, I, some I, I feel like Doc is not a guy we talk enough about. Colton Doc. Well, he, yeah, he's, he's got. He's uh, been so hurt. It, that's his he's issue. He's been hurt a lot. It's, yeah. He's a little too ouchy. When yep. he's when he's Runs healthy. In the family. When he's healthy, he's he's played very well this season. Um, played a played a, a depth role, but an important role with Team Canada before he got hurt. Um, still earned himself a gold medal. Like he's been a, a pretty product, productive player. Um, this season, even through though battling through injury, both with Kelowna and Seattle, like he's a good player. As long as he stays on the ice, I, I, they, they got something with him. And one little thing we should mention before we go, Patrick Kane scored his 450th career goal hey. today for the Rangers. He has passed Phil Housley for second all-time scoring for a U.S.-born player. So congratulations to forever Blackhawk Patrick Kane on two milestones in one moment. That's how you do it. I leave the floor to Greg for comment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations, Patrick Kane, on catching Taylor Radish in goals this season. <laughs> Nicely done. This I, is we all predicted. I, I knew you had it in you. All right. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we're going to wrap things up. We're back tomorrow night post game. Should be a lot of fun. We've got some uh, periphery stuff to talk about because the Hawks will just not let us not talk about periphery stuff. It'd be great to just talk about pucks but they keep stepping on their nuts, and we're going to keep talking Ouch. about it. Ouch. They need so a we'll banana talk. hammock. They yeah. do that. <laughs> Get that Foco banana hammock, and you'll be a little more secure. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow night, Sunday night, on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.